The song Emmanuel comes from the gospel record where they were told to name the child Emmanuel God with us. The text that I read out of the second chapter of Hebrews says that all things have been put under his feet, but we don't see it all yet. What does it mean, God with us, Emmanuel? Have you ever had uh, a day where you wonder where God's at? Have you watched CNN or the news channels and look at the stuff that is happening on the world and wonder, where's God at? Well, my prayer is, is that God will show you tonight. Join with me as we pray. Father, help me. Help me to rest as my brother Isaiah, full weight upon you. And Lord, that uh, I understand Emmanuel. Father, I pray for these precious people this night. Father, I pray for your precious bride this night. That she understands. That as Jesus' last words were, Lo, I am with you always. And Father, we as children of the King of kings and Lord of lords will embrace Emmanuel. Father, help me. In Christ, in Christ alone. Amen. Emmanuel, God with us. What does it mean? Well, as I was looking at this, it took me back some time to a book of Genesis, the 48th chapter, when uh, Israel was stretching out his hand to pass his inheritance on to his people, to his 12 sons. Israel, many of you may know him as Jacob. He who wrestled with God, that's what Israel means. He stretched out his right hand in the 48th chapter, 14th verse, on the hand he laid it on the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, and crossing his hands, although Manasseh was the firstborn. He blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all of my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and may my name live on in them and the names of my fathers Abraham Isaac, and may they grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. God with us. If you leave that verse there and you take nothing else with it, you will know that God with us multiplied Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God with us made his name known. God with us grew them in the multitude in the midst of the earth. He provided them through life. He fed them. God with us. Emmanuel. If you go over to the book of Numbers. Chapter 21. 
verse 9. And Moses made a bronze serpent, and he set upon a standard, and it came about that if a serpent bit any man, when he looked upon the bronze serpent, he lived. This is... uh, Almost 440 years after Israel blessed his children. And they are in the wilderness. And the children of Israel are complaining. They want to go back to Egypt. And God gets tired of their complaining. And he sends among them snakes. And the snakes would bite the children of Israel. God's people. God with us. And he makes a picture here and he says, Moses, I want you to make this bronze serpent and every child who gets gets bit, if he'll look, raise up and look upon that serpent, then he will be healed. Interesting picture. Serpent, if the serpents bit any man, when he looked upon the bronze serpent, then he lived. Ask yourself a question. Has any man not been bitten by the snake? the deceiver, Satan. All men have. And yet, God with us, Jesus becomes sin for us. Jesus bears the wrath of God. If you go over to Deuteronomy, chapter 18, Verses 15 through 18, you will find this. The Lord your God will raise up from among you a prophet like me. This is Moses speaking. From among you, from your countrymen, and you shall listen to him. This is according to all that you ask of the Lord your God in Horeb on the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God. Let me not see this great fire anymore, or I will die. And the Lord said to me, they have spoken well. I will raise up a prophet from among their countrymen like you. And I'll put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I have commanded him. They have still not gone into the promised land. And yet God with them, he would speak to them from the the cloud, the flaming, the pillar of fire. And it scared them. And God says, fear not. I will bring a prophet from among your people and he will speak for me. Jesus will lead us. Jesus will feed us. Jesus will redeem us. Jesus will speak to us. Emmanuel, God with us. In the book of praises, the book of Psalms, Chapter 19, verse 14 says this, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, God with us, Jesus becomes our strength. When he stood before he ascended into the heavens, 
To his disciples, he says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Where do we draw our strength upon? In the midst of the time that is going on around us, the things that are happening both here and in other parts of the world. Where do we draw our strength? And the psalmist says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In that psalm that so many of us know, the very first verse, the 23rd psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is the great shepherd. Jesus, the great shepherd, his flock shall not want. Ever. Ever. God with us. In the 43rd chapter of the book of Psalms. We read this in verse 4. Then I will go to the altar of God and to God my exceeding joy. And upon the lyre I will praise you, O my God, my God. Have you ever thought about that one? We have young people... In the here tonight, and where there is great heightened expectation over the things under the trees, and we think that these things are going to bring us great joy. And don't get me wrong, there will be a great excitement, exuberance tomorrow. But I ask a question How long will it last? How long will it remain? Because if I go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, that's where that will come. And when will it fade? When will the joy of Emmanuel fade? When will the joy of God with me fade? Well, I think if you've been bit by the serpent, it'll fade really quick. But if I look to he who was lifted up, it will last only forever. In the 46th chapter of the book of praises, the book of Psalms, 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. (laughs) God with us. Jesus is our refuge. Jesus is the place where you can seek solace. Jesus is the place where you can seek counsel. Jesus is the place where you can seek love, joy, peace, happiness, gentleness, kindness. He is your strength. He is our strength. And you know what is so wonderful about God with us? It's a present help in trouble. What trouble? What trouble cannot God give you strength to overcome? Emmanuel. 
God with us. He gives us the ability to seek counsel from on high. He gives us the ability to know wisdom beyond the age of man. Another verse in the 43rd chapter of the book of Psalms is verse 5. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why are you disturbed within me? Anybody ever have felt that way? Have you ever felt like the whole world was against you? Have you ever felt like everything you did fell apart? Have you ever felt like no one understands me? Have you ever felt like that no one cares? Have you ever felt like that you're in it by yourself? Why are you disturbed within me? And then David says this, Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him. And you know what he says he'll do? Help of my countenance and my God. You know what that means? That's a cool word in the Hebrew. It literally means the despair that is on a person's face, the sorrow, the grief, the sadness, the overwhelming horror of whatever is bothering them, God with them, their face will change. They will smile. Their face will smile with His love. Their face will smile with His joy, with His peace. That is God with us. Emmanuel, the 71st chapter of the book of Psalms. Verse 5 says this, For you are my hope, O Lord God, you are my confidence from my youth. Interesting phrase. He keeps us hopeful. You know what's nice about that? It says, from my youth. When does, it, when does he stop then? What do I put my hope in? We are looking at a time and a season when we're celebrating the birth of a baby, a little infant, a little child. And you know what? I'm afraid that many of us this night think it's just a really cute story. It's history. It's fact. Even the most devout agnostic admits that there something happened 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. You can't deny it. Even if you are an atheist... You can't deny it. And it's been that way for 2,000 years. And yet how quickly, how quickly do you and I forget Emmanuel? God is only with us. Psalm 119. Verse 57 says this, The Lord is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. 
Do you know what it means when the, the Hebrew writer says that the Lord is my portion? Do you understand that? It literally in the Hebrew means there is no other need. The Lord is only my portion. It's sort of like uh, the 23rd Psalm when David wrote that one. I like that one because it's almost like he's bragging. Okay? The Lord is my shepherd. Who's your shepherd? When I read this, it says, the Lord is my portion. Do you know what that means? It's sort of like when Abraham asked, who shall I say sent me? And he says, I am. I always thought that was kind of corny. Tell him I am sent me. You don't speak American, do you? You are my portion. That means that you are all that I will ever have need of. Did you understand that? If you're single today, do you understand that? That you have no need of anything else? Do you know that if you are married this day, that you have no need of anything else other than the Lord is your portion? Why? It is Emmanuel. It is God with us. Now you may ask, with all the Christmas verses that exist in Holy Scripture, why in the world did you go Genesis, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and the Psalms? One very simple reason. Because in the 8th chapter of the book of Hebrews. I want you to hear this word. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifice. So it is necessary that this high priest also have something to offer. I was down in Gunnison a couple of months ago teaching at the college. And I shared with a group of Christians as I was preparing to share from the Word of God, I said there's two gifts that people pay a lot of attention to. There are two, not two gifts, but two positions that people pay a lot of attention to. One is a priest and one is a prophet. And I asked them, I said, do you know the difference between a priest and a prophet? A prophet speaks from God to man. That's why prophets tend to get themselves into trouble. Okay, because, see, God doesn't really ask for opinion. God doesn't ask for counsel. He doesn't ask, how do you feel about this? And so he will send his man out, in some cases even a woman. And they will speak, thus saith the Lord. But a priest is the person who takes the person, takes people, and he takes them into the presence of God. He leads them into his presence. And the writer of the book of Hebrews says, every high priest has, is appointed, meaning that there comes a time that the high priest in the nation of Israel is chosen. It's sort of like an election. And he offers gifts and sacrifices. He goes before the people to make intercession so that the people may do what? Draw near to God. But he makes this statement about Jesus, the great high priest. It's necessary for this high priest to have something to offer. What did he have to offer? Verse 4 of chapter 8. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all. Where's he at? 
He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Since there are those who offer gifts according to the law, there are still people trying to take people to God. And he says that Jesus Christ has fulfilled that. It's all taken care of. And this is the verse that I want you to think about. Verse 5. These high priests and what they did and all that they've done in all the centuries of Judaism serve a copy, a shadow of the heavenly things just as Moses was warned by God when he was about to erect the tabernacle. For see, he says, that you make all things according to the pattern which was sown to you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant which has been enacted on better promises. You know what the better promises was? Think about it. Once a year, the high priest would go in on behalf of the people. Where would he go? Into the presence of God. And he would make atonement for the unknown sins of the people. During the course of the day, 360 or 359 other days, they only had a 360-day calendar. The priest would make offerings on behalf of the people. To who? To God. But Jesus, the high priest, offered himself one time, one offering for what? On behalf of the people. You know what's so cool about what I gave you out of Genesis, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Psalms? They were just a shadow. They were just a picture of what? Emmanuel, God with us. You know why I like Jesus being called a shadow in the Old Testament? You know why? Because it takes something real to cast a shadow. And it was just a shadow 2,000 years ago in a manger in Bethlehem. The shadow was incarnate for one reason and one reason only. To draw many sons unto himself. That's why you gather tonight. That's why you gather tonight. He is all we need. He keeps us hopeful from start to finish. He is our refuge to flee whenever life troubles us. He helps us. He literally helps our faces smile. He gives us full and running over joy. He is our shepherd. We shall not want. He is our strength. He leads. He feeds. He redeems. He has become sin for us. He has borne the wrath of God that was due us. And he leads us through all of life. And he feeds us daily. That is Emmanuel. God with us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you've given. 
And Father, I think about our world this day. I think about our country. I think about our state. I think about our town. I think about this precious gathering of people. Father, Father, all the hurts, Father, the anxiety, the heartaches, the troubles, the trials, the tribulations, Father, the sorrow, the, the doubts, Father, the uncertainties that are all around us. And yet, Father, you have promised Emmanuel, God with us. Father, I pray for these precious people and I pray for your precious bride. Father, I pray that the Lord of peace himself will grant us all peace in every circumstance. And that, Father, our faces, our continents, will show the presence of Emmanuel, God with us. Father, I lift up this country and its leaders as we are in a time of war. Father, I pray that you give them wisdom. Father, I pray that you give them new hearts. I pray that you change those who do not know you to those who do know you. Father, I lift up our military. So many hundreds of thousands of families separated this night. Father, I lift these people, those who are in military action, those who are waiting at home anxiously. Father, may they this night know Emmanuel. God with them. Father, as we prepare to close out a year, may we who gather at this fellowship, Father, may we know Emmanuel, God with us. We love you, Lord. We praise you for this time. May we press on to the upward calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. To you and you alone. Amen.